right, welcome back to the Fierce Parenting Show. Hey, yo. Uh, if you're new to this channel, I'm Selena Frederick. This is my husband. Ryan, hey. And we are all about gosp- the gospel, Jesus. I like what you were marriage, saying. Marriage, family, all children. All about gospel. All about. All <laughs> that about good it. news, that great good news. Yes. <laughs> so, hopefully you saw the first video. This is a two-part video. Uh, if you didn't see the first part. Or listen to it. Or listen. Forget that we have... <laughs> Also, uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, go back and listen to that and watch that and glean from that. Uh, we are talking about rhythms and habits of the household, mm. and we will recap those in just a few, but we're going to do that on the other side. So we will see you there on the other side. <laughs> I know I'm such a dork when it comes Every to going time. to the other side. I feel so... I feel like you wake up in the morning and you're like, how can I make that transition the most awkward transition? I don't think of it at all because you're always the one that makes the transition to the other side. We've only done about 300 of these episodes. Do we always go to the other side? Probably. I think people probably know. Okay. Yeah. But what is the other side? Where is the other side? It's on the other side of the theme, the music (laughs) and the title screen is what it is. So last week we asked these questions Mm -hmm. uh, and we have three big questions we're asking. We're going to answer the third one here. But the three questions, or the two questions we answered last week mm-hmm. are, why are family habits and rhythms so important? We talked a good bit about uh, memory and how memory kind of uh, is a good model for building habits, like yeah. building memories and building habits. They correlate in some ways. So that was the first question. Mm-hmm. What was the second question? The second question was, how can we begin to form better family habits and mm-hmm. rhythms? So they're important. We know we've established right. that. Then we looked at how do we actually begin building those out? Uh, and one of the things that we kind of ended with that maybe we feel like we could have talked about more is this idea of part of building family habits is mm-hmm. revisiting the, the habits and revising right, the right. habits. Because you might set out to say, all right, as a family, we are going to do 90 minutes of family worship every morning. <laughs> every single morning. Father is going to preach a 30-minute <laughs> exegetical message like that. Your we're three year old might not like that. We're laughing because we're we're making it kind of sound ridiculous. But sometimes our our projected habits or our ideal habits they yeah. look a little bit like that. They're just too lofty, big, and too much, little, too yeah. soon. And so <laughs> it's like trying to go into the gym and immediately just squat five hundred pounds. Like right. you're going to get crushed. You're, you're right. not going to do it. You're going to be injured. It's going to end poorly. So instead. Be wise enough and discerning enough to say, okay, let's revisit this. It's yeah. not working. Yeah. Right? Mornings don't work. Let's try evenings. But you have to be wise enough to give it a little bit of time. Like, don't right. just try it for three days and be like, well, this didn't work out well. I mean, give yeah. it a week or two yeah. to kind of get everybody on board before you're actually pulling the plug on stuff. Yeah. And so you can revisit things. Uh, uh, so in terms of habits, you have daily habits, weekly habits, monthly habits, annual habits, things like vacations, family vision, retreats, things where we will take maybe a a day or an afternoon and talk. So those types of things, you just have to revisit them in a discerning time, in an appropriate time. Right, right. After two weeks of doing daily habits, you probably have a good idea of what will or won't work. Yeah, and how you can tweak it and make it more, I don't know, enjoyable for you. So that's a little bit of a recap and added Mm -hmm. on a little bit to what we talked about last week. Next, we're going to talk about what habits actually matter for the Christian home. Mm. Before we get into that, we want to remind you, if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this channel, to this podcast. If you're watching the video, go ahead and hit that like button. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leave a comment. Leave a question in the comments. We'd really appreciate that. We do read those. We want to help you as much as possible. So if you ask a question, we'll do our best to either address it in the comment or maybe in a future video. 
if uh, you're listening to the podcast, leave a rating and review yeah. on that podcast. Nice. That is how podcasts work. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't have reviews. We don't have ratings. No one's going to listen or watch. It, it does, yeah. And so if you want to help out, that's probably the easiest way to help out. If you want to help out maybe a little bit more intensely, just go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. You, that will redirect you to a page where you can learn about what it might look like to help mm-hmm. out either one time or on an ongoing basis. Either way, we're honored you'd even consider it. Yeah. And either way, we're going to continue doing this content free to you. Right. So well, thank you very much for that. Yeah. So what habits actually ma- matter? Matter. matter. What, what habits should habits? matter to the Christian home? Since <laughs> <laughs> we're from the Wisconsin. Yeah, no, because I think we've talked, we've touched on it a little bit in the last episode, but it's important to recognize that as believers, we live our lives differently. Uh, right. We live our lives according to the word of God and we don't shy away from them if other people don't like that. Uh, but we can live in such a way that hopefully is winsome. But again, we're not going to compromise uh, in our obedience to God. So hmm. the Christian home looks different than the secular home or the unbeliever's home. And what are some ways hmm. that they would look different? Uh, the habits being one of them. So let me say we, one more thing. Cause okay. I love that you just said that. Cause it's not, there are distinctives. Yes. Like when you say you're a Christian home, what does Christian actually mean? Yeah. Cause like if you say, Oh, a Christian home is, you know, we talk nicely to one another. You know what? Most homes should probably talk nicely to right. one another. That is a that is a trait that if you look all the way down to the depths of where that comes from, that comes from honoring one another as, as someone who's made in the image of God. Yeah. There's an innateness to that. But I don't know that that makes us distinctly Christian to, right. to outline those right. things. Well, and I've, so, I was talking with a friend last night and she was saying that, you know, she grew up in a, a Baptist home. And mm-hmm. so for her, like she would go to church and people would be so passionate about how they love the Lord, but she didn't you go to their home and she didn't really see a difference. She didn't know what that meant. Hmm. Like that didn't translate into their daily life. And so she was like, I don't, I don't always like, am I manufacturing this, this obedience or am Hmm. I actually obeying God uh, from a place of, of loving him and knowing that he loves me. And so it was just an interesting conversation because you're right. There are, I would venture to say that probably in many unbelieving homes, people probably deal with each other more kindly than than some Christian homes. Yeah, oh, well, for sure. Yeah, I mean, think of your extended family, you know, the, the Hawaiian side of your family. Right. Like, they're There's very, the like, just come, like, you're welcome, yeah. eat our food, yeah. like, sleep in our beds, sit on our couches, yeah. like, be family. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's, some of that just comes with being a family, yeah. and being the culture. So what is the Christian right. culture? What is a Christian distinctive what are the Christian distinctive habits? And I argue, I think they will always come down to three things. All right. Christian, distinctly Christian habits will always come down to knowing God, mm-hmm. loving God, mm-hmm. and serving God. Mm-hmm. So they'll always come down to knowing God, loving God, and serving God. So knowing God, let's just tackle those one by one. <laughs> what does it mean as Christians? How do we know God? Right. Well, and as parents, like, yeah, Christian parents, how do we know God? Mm. The first way, I think, obviously, is the most obvious is through scripture, through reading our Bible daily, through that habit of knowing our Bible, being fluent in our Bible. Mm. You talk about gospel fluency a lot. You talk about biblical literacy. Biblical literacy. I can only get one at a time here. (laughs) Um, And the importance of these things, because they sound like big words, but the ideas are, are pretty simple. But we can often take for granted Mm. knowing these things. But if we don't 
want to know them, then we're effectively saying we don't really want to know God or what he has for us. Well, here's one way that might look is it's very popular for people to say, you know what? I just know God. I know God. I'm closest to God when I'm in the forest or I'm closest to God when I'm out in nature. And I'm here to tell you, okay, as a Christian, that is not how we are told to know God. Mm -hmm. We are told that we do see God's kind of majesty that creation yearns and creation glorifies uh, yeah. God in a certain way. But we else. can't know of him or know how to please him aside from two things, scripture and Christ. Mm. We can't know how to be at peace with God mm. without those two things. And so it's a distinctive for a Christian household yeah. to say that we are going to prioritize through our habits, mm-hmm. reading scripture, knowing God. Other ways that we know God are not just reading scripture, but deciphering its right mm-hmm. application, its right mm-hmm. meaning. Okay, that means that we kind of have to grow out of the the milk mm-hmm. and into a meat diet, so mm-hmm. to speak, of actually being able to open up maybe a commentary or ask some hard questions yeah. or get a study Bible or like try to, if you, if you read a hard passage, don't just brush it off to the side. Yeah. Dive into it, dig into it, look up what brothers and sisters of saints of old have said about that passage and then begin to process that and and, uh, and apply that to your lives. Well, and I think that's encouraging uh, as well as spurring on. But for me, the thing that makes me want to dive into scripture more is because I just genuinely want to know more about God. He has mm. given so much for me. How I, I just, my only response is that I want to know him. I want to know what he desire how he desires me to live my life those habits and rhythms that he desires for me and I want to understand I think you just you come to the stage of like if you're not reading your bible then you know you're not reading your bible like the more you read the more you read right and so Hmm. the more I'm in scripture the more I'm understanding the more questions I have the digger the deeper I want to dig into understanding those things and we have so many like resources going on like got questions or biblehub.com like there's so many ways that you can type in questions type in scriptures Mm -hmm. and start to read commentaries and what historians and other godly men and women that have gone before us uh, have unpacked like years Mm -hmm. of their life Uh, we get to access this information so it's building a habit Mm -hmm. around that and again we're talking about parenting we're talking about our own spiritual formation as parents, as the the determiners of the culture mm-hmm. of our home. If kids so, are asking hard questions like, who is God? And how do you know he, he exists? And maybe you're like, I don't know. Like, how do I have questions? How do I answer this question? It's like, let's dig together. Let's go, let's go read in the Bible about what this says. Let's go um, talk to yeah. the pastor together. Like, let's do these things together. And that, that those are formational habits mm-hmm. that you can get used to having be a part of your culture. So knowing God, I, I would argue another way that we know God and we don't get new revelation from God mm-hmm. through this, right? We have revelation in scripture in Christ, but we also, we, we are called to pray in a way that is two, it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we pray. We always tell our, our kids, we tell, we remind one another, we've written books on this. Mm-hmm. When we pray, we pray scripture because scripture is God already speaking. He's spoken to us and now right. our prayers are responding to what he's said. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we'll read scripture and we'll pray the exact scripture. Lord, you are this scripture. Lord, you said scripture. Mm-hmm. Lord, you said I am scripture. Yeah. Help me understand what that means. But the two-way street comes in when we actually stop and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want of me? 
Who do you want me to either pray for, contend for, talk to, help, encourage? Or what lies am I believing and what truth am I not mm-hmm. believing? And so that's when we begin to know God because we, get, we begin to have this sense of his tenderness, his accessibility to us, his mm-hmm. character, his his fatherliness, right? When he responds to us. And, and what I mean by that, it's not like we're waiting for an audible voice. I just want to make sure this is right. maybe. I'm not saying that's not something God couldn't or wouldn't do. But for me, most often, like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and if I have my wits about me, I'll think, okay, maybe God wants me to pray. Lord, how you doing? (laughs) Like, what would you have me pray for? And he'll either, he'll put something in my guts. Yeah, what or who. This person or this situation or whatever that Mm -hmm. thing is. And then I can begin praying through that. And as I'm praying through that, I'll feel him prompting and responding through that. So what habits matter to the Christian home? The first one, Knowing God. Mm-hmm. We know God through scripture, through prayer, and through dividing the scripture rightly and doing so diligently mm-hmm. in front of our kids. Okay, yes. that's a habit we With can build. Children, yeah. Second one is loving God. Okay, uh, these are broad categories. So Christian habits fall under these broad categories. Uh, the broad category of loving God. What habits would you think of, Selena, or come to your mind? when it comes to loving God. Well, we talked about this in the episode before this, but family worship and worshiping God, adoring him together. What does mm. that look like uh, at our table? You know, like you said, reading scripture, mm. um, praying together, and then singing and exalting the mm. Lord through song, through hymns. And that is one way that we, I don't know, the songs just, they, they can bring you together. They can bring you out of a funk they can bring you, hmm. you know, to a more joyous or peaceful place. Uh, so I think worship is just that that natural response. And if it isn't, uh, it's one that we can exercise self-discipline and self-control and say, okay, even though I don't feel this right now, I am still going to worship God because he is hmm. deserving of my worship. Yeah. What a lesson to our children, right? Mommy doesn't feel like worshiping God. I don't feel like singing right now. But you know what? I'm going to sing anyways because God loves me so much. Even when I don't want to show him love, he loves me still. And he still loves you that way. So when we were first dating you, I, I was just blown away at your ability to recognize beauty and call it out as beauty. And then you would then attribute that to God, the creator of beauty, namely sunsets, views. You'd look off. I'm always looking like between right in front of my face to maybe 100 <laughs> feet out. Yeah. And Selena's like, you're looking on the horizon, you're seeing layers of mountains and <laughs> birds flying off and you have just a really grand perspective. And that's kind of that habit of just that desire that you have has turned into, I think, a habit of our household. And so um, I'm, I'm a glad recipient of that <laughs> inclination that you have. But that looks like in our home, it's not just in the morning or in the evening. Right. It's in, excuse me, it's uh, like we'll see a bird. Look at that beautiful bird. I love birds. Selena knows this. I think birds are just the most amazing Della little creatures. Love bird, loves birds as well, our oldest now. And we have the <laughs> Stellar's Jays that come around the house. We have woodpeckers. We have robins, cardinals. I mean, oh my word, the most radiant red. And so we'll look. And then it's not just like, oh, look at that cool bird and then get on with their lives. But instead, it's like, look at that bird. Can you believe that our God created that? That's a way that we love God mm-hmm. is by recognizing his why goodness did, and his generosity. Yeah. His why did beauty. God make that bird that color? Why didn't? What's the his, the shape of the bird? Why is he shaped like that? Is it a boy or a girl? Like all these kind of pieces that you can take apart and understand mm. and then integrate and put back together and make these connection points. We talked about that as well in the last episode mm. of how we can really integrate 
you know, learning about creation through a biblical worldview and then showing that and modeling that and participating in that with our children. And letting that well up within us Mm. and within the hearts of our children, this need and desire and inclination and Mm. habit of glorifying the everlasting God. What a beautiful habit to Mm -hmm. give our children at a young age to say, don't just see a beautiful vista and let that be that. Let it roll up into glorifying the king of the universe. Mm -hmm. Let it terminate in him. Let the beautiful meal that you just ate, that delicious food, you let that terminate in glorifying him. Speaking of another habit, I think of loving God and recognizing who he is. Mm. Uh, The Sabbath, taking a Sabbath, I think, is one of those Mm. weekly rhythms that, I mean, God calls us to he instructs us in to recognize that we are not our own providers that we can rest from all all the things that we're doing and he will still provide like we we it doesn't depend on us it doesn't life does not depend on us it depends on him and so loving him is Mm. going to this next point underneath is obeying him yeah uh, with our attitude and with the heart yeah uh, in other words, confessing sin mm-hmm. and turning from that sin and recognizing it as sin. All right. You can't say Christian in one breath that you love the Lord and then turn around and rebel against his law. And kids will see that and they oh, will man. understand so quickly. They're so keen on that stuff. They can see hypocrisy coming a mile away. Yes, absolutely. And they will see it in you. And so as parents, we need to recognize that in our own hearts. Yeah. And that's part of building these habits and building the rhythms in our home of Listen, we don't gloss over sin. We don't uh, we don't hold sin over one another. Mm-hmm. We call it what it is. We repent of it. We move on. We reconcile, yeah. And if I've sinned against my wife, I will repent to her. And if if I've sinned against her in a way that is visible to our kids, I will repent to her in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then ask for forgiveness. Right. You will extend forgiveness. I'm just, most of the most time. <laughs> every just kidding. Time. You've been pretty. <laughs> I can't think of a time you haven't. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, but then we move on yeah. We turn from that sin. So that's, that's not just a Christian thing we do. That is a function of loving God and mm-hmm. wanting to be close with him. Right. And I think it's such a distinguishing habit, right. Of repenting, of owning mm-hmm. what you've done wrong, not because you're just trying to acquiesce or, mm-hmm. you know, keep the peace, but you're actually owning it and understanding that it is because of your sin and because your need for you have this need for a savior and it's not just blaming how you were raised or you know mm. whatever fault you want to call up at that point but it's recognizing that okay I'm a I'm fallen I'm broken I need a savior and thank God that he sent his son and I'm I, I'm saved I have salvation now I can he's forgiven me now I can exercise and model mm. and duplicate and live in obedience of this confessing my my sin and mm. then turning and being obedient to God and and asking for forgiveness mm. and receiving forgiveness these are these are the things that make us distinctively Christian and that hold our relationships together i can't imagine keeping a relationship with my child after you know i've just yelled at them or they've been disobedient it's just been a terrible day right mm-hmm. and then we just Forget about it. Don't acknowledge it. And then go on to the next day. Imagine that habit over and over and over again. What are we actually teaching and modeling for our kids that these things don't matter? And what actually matters is whatever makes you feel good and you want in that moment. Right. And so our habits speak volumes. I think kids understand and value honesty more than most things. They want you to be consistent. Mm -hmm. 
and they and they value consistency in your responses and yeah. what you say you believe and what you say you think and what you actually do yeah. and this will model that for them it'll teach that to them and they will grow up being people that are people of consistency of integrity of their word when they they call a spade a spade they call right. a sinus and they and they turn from it right so good so notice as we continue there's a theme okay it's not us deciding right as christians okay what are the distinctives it's not us deciding to go ahead and just pursue the, it said it's it's welling up from within us mm-hmm. this desire to know god this desire to go do whatever it takes to, to know him and to have our children yeah. know him. This desire to love God as a response of knowing his character, knowing who he is, knowing all he's done, all he's said, all he's promised, all he's fulfilled. Now I want to love him. That means turning from sin and turning right. toward him and modeling that for our children in a habitual, consistent way. Right. And the final one I think is the, the most, na- it's naturally a progression, right? And now mm-hmm. serving God. So mm-hmm. knowing God, one, loving God, as a response and now serving God mm-hmm. as a further response to receiving the goodness of his grace. I think so. the order is just so important because a lot of times we might just try to like serve God without really knowing yeah. why or, or even enjoying it. Right. We just kind of feel this yeah. duty to do it. And that's, that's moralism. That's right. the secular moralism exactly. where you say, oh, I want to be a good person. Let's go to the soup kitchen. Cause yeah. that's what good people that's do. That's what good people do. Right. And what we're talking about is different. Right. It's, it's the whole, it's the heart orientation. And so if you're a parent and you're sitting there saying, well, I know God and I love God and I want to serve him as like a parent, but I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want to like you just you don't or you don't know how I, I don't want to just cop it out to like you don't know how because clearly we all know how there, there are steps we can take. But if you are feeling like you don't need to or you don't want to, then I would confess that sin of pride and self-righteousness. And I would say, go to God and ask him. Of course, he's forgiven you. But God, stir within me this desire to know you. Stir within me this desire to love you, to serve you, to want to do these things with mm-hmm. my kids because right now they're really hard and I don't want to start anything new because that sounds hard and it sounds terrible and like it's going to fail anyways, right? So we got to stop. We got to stop that vocabulary and that uh, record that's going on in our head and repent to God and say, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I have not wanted or desired to know you. God, make your desires be my desires. So we're trying to push back against maybe our legalistic tendencies right. to say that if I just do because habits are all about doing things, right? right? So if I just do the right things, then I'll be the right type of Christian, the right type of parent, right. the right type of whatever. Right. And I love that you're pushing back against that because it it is, if that's our inclination to say, I need to do these things because I just have to do, that's an opportunity to repent and mm-hmm. say, Lord, I'm not seeing this clearly. I'm not responding to this the way yeah. that, that I should be responding. My heart is apathetic yeah. towards you. So that's an opportunity. Yeah. Now, when it comes to serving God, another thing I want to kind of call out, so bear with us, is that sometimes um, we can just be too busy. Like we can know yeah. and want to serve God, but we just don't have the margin for it. Now there's there's seasons in life where that's appropriate and good and right. And you right. serve, listen, parent, you serve God. Every day you faithfully parent your children, you're yeah. serving God. So be encouraged. You don't have to go to the soup kitchen to to check off the box. We're not talking about checking boxes off, or, but... I would, I would challenge the notion that you don't have margin if that's a default mm-hmm. in, in your household. Our default should be creating margin for the Lord to use mm-hmm. us. Now, you can he can use you in your work. He can use you however means he sees fit. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes he does do that. Here are some ideas mm-hmm. that might get you thinking in different categories. All right, so 
this is really broad and it's going to sound basic, but we serve God. So we, we, we know God, we love him. And now we serve God in our habits through the habit of loving others. Right. And I think we can best love others when we start knowing them. Well, and we can't really love others if we don't have the time of day to give them. If we're just, our, our lives are so full and we're running around so that we just, you know what? Good to see you, Bob, at church, but I hear your issues. I'm sorry. I'll pray for you at peace. Yeah. But instead, like, how can how can we love people well? Right. And the second thing is maybe we invite them into our lives, into our home. Right, and, right. Uh, it's important to make that space and that time. And even when you don't want to, you don't feel like it, I think. Mm-hmm. I just, I keep coming back to that because I think that's just one yeah. of the, my own battles that I face in my own. It's just like, I'm tired. I don't know if I have margin for this. But then I have mm-hmm. others around me that are, you know, <laughs> they have more kids. They have more mouths to feed. They have all more things. And still they're like, come, be a part of it. That speaks Joyfully. to the situation too, yeah. because that's not now. Hear us, hear us, please, listener, viewer. We are not good white knucklers. Like the Fredericks <laughs> are not good at just faking it till we make it. No, like God has to move from within, or we don't move at all. <laughs> true. I think we're pretty. I think we're pretty like set in our ways. Set in our ways. We're pretty chill. Like we're not super anxious about things. And so, what you're saying here is not this revelation that Selena needs to try harder. What you're saying is like, where's my heart? And your prayer, because our church meets at our home, in our shop, on our property. It's been a new habit for me. It's been an incredible, we're coming up on a year meeting in the shop. Uh, it's been phenomenal. I've naturally taken to it. I've naturally really enjoyed it. Selena has really had to pray through the yeah. heart inclinations that would say to other everyone else in our church, leave. <laughs> Not because it's them. It's just no, because yeah. I, I have yeah. such a little... I. I have different capacities and I know this and that's yeah. okay, but God's growing me in it and I can give of myself and, and we've had to work through that and be it's patient been such with a blessing. Another. I think the more, yes, yeah. like I said that I'm loving it more and more because I'm getting to know yeah. what it is, the purpose behind it and watching my kids grow yeah. up with other families around them. And we had a weekend that we were talking about maybe, you know, not meeting here or, I don't know. And the kids were so sad. They're like, but where, whose house are we going to meet at then? They're so ingrained in this habit of having church at someone's home. And so that's been. So the service aspect of it has welled up from a, instead of Selena just white knuckling it, Ryan white knuckling it, but instead we're showing the habit to our children because we're realizing that this is um, something that we, God is, I won't say we're realizing it, but God is forming our hearts to actually want to do this from a good place. Right. Quickly, we go through the rest of these. Um, we serve God through sharing the gospel mm-hmm. unashamedly. Don't you don't need to apologize for what God said. Like just share it. Yeah. We always say don't sell the gospel. Just tell it. Just tell the good news. Let the goodness of it mm-hmm. be good in someone's life. Um, and we can sh- display that to our kids by just a showing them the gospel. Yeah. In the various, yeah. We talk about gospel fluency. That's being able to connect. How is the gospel bearing its weight or not bearing its weight in whatever situation we're facing? Mm-hmm. We can show them that habit consistently um the the next one is doing what god calls you to do okay Mm -hmm. so for us it's this for us it's being involved in our church body Mm -hmm. for us it's writing for us it's that's not the thing for everyone Mm -hmm. so what is god calling you to do Hmm. as a result of knowing and loving him Um, you can be consistent and our habits will will our christians our distinctively christian habits will be a reflection of that Mm -hmm. Uh, and then this is probably really basic too, but just obeying God with our actions. Okay, we serve God by obeying Him through what we do. Not mm-hmm. lip service, but actual true service. 
So I think that's what we had for the second half. Yeah. So I guess just be encouraged. You are a fierce parent. Don't be afraid. Ask God to give you wisdom and clarity and his desires for your family, for the yeah. habits that he wants you to form. Take the small steps. Start small. Be consistent. Take the next step down the road. If you miss yeah. a day or two of a new habit, just jump back into it. Don't let too many days go by uh, before you yeah. start over. I wanted just to add this thing is that the Fredericks don't have it figured out. And we sometimes we can come on here and we're speaking with a certain level of authority. And it may come across that, oh, Ryan, they just have it all figured out, don't they? Right. Definitely or not. they don't miss a beat. Listen, we didn't we, we didn't do family many, worship this morning. Many beats. <laughs> because I was feeling stressed and I just I just was not disciplined about it, you know. But am I beating myself up over that? Uh we'll probably catch up later today. Like we'll probably do it tonight. We usually or, do it at dinner if we can't make it in the morning. Yeah. It's always And so we're still figuring this stuff out. We're not yeah. trying to hold ourselves up as this model or this standard, but really just try to I guess show to you how God's allowed us to grow and experience some fruit in these areas and there yeah. are plenty of areas yeah. in which we still need to grow. So Amen. let's pray us out. Lord, thank you for um, just your goodness mm. to let us have this conversation. Thank you for your word that has been instructive in this area that we can be, we can look to the ant mm. and see her ways and grow wise. We can um, delight ourselves in you and trust that you will give us the very desires of our heart. Lord, so I pray that for the parents listening to this, watching this, that they would be encouraged and not condemned. Mm -hmm. Lord, that they would be uh, stirred with an affection for you to want to know you and to want to love you and to want to serve you in and through the habits that they have Mm -hmm. and the rhythms they have in the household so that they might train their children up in the ways that they should go so that when they're grown, they will not depart from it. Lord, In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until next time... Stay fierce.